Just a note to say that this episode was recorded at a time when COVID restrictions allowed for my guest and I to be in the same room. Socially distanced, of course. Enjoy the episode. Hi, I'm Lisa Kennedy and you're listening to The Bra and the Brave. This podcast celebrates the creative and the courageous. I am fascinated by those who are talented, forward-thinking and inquisitive. Sharing their stories, wisdom and everything in between, The Bra and the Brave is about people and their passions. So on to today's episode. <laughs> and I have to say, we have got the most impressive cakes that we've ever had in the podcast. Yeah. I gave you a plate of bourbon creams and you came in with like these delicious treats. Courtesy of Katana Coffee. So. <gasps> get, get, sell, sell, yeah, sell. Yeah, totally. Plug, plug, plug. <laughs> They're <laughs> the best delighted. cakes and the coffee's brilliant too. <laughs> and hence why you want to take a coffee off me because you've already had two this morning. I've had three. So. You've had three? Yes, That's so, impressive. Yeah. We have started recording. Great. Hi. <laughs> you, if you've ever heard the podcast you will know that uh, I'm all about the in, informal start. Um, yeah, no, I am thrilled that we're doing this in real life me too because we spoke about doing this and then you know a pandemic happened something happened <laughs> something <laughs> yes, something happened yes. so we're allowed to be in each other's company now which is lovely Correct, well yes. for the time being so yes. it's like record while we can but I, I will say that I am delighted to be speaking to Marco Cafola yes yes nailed it yes. what a cool name thank you I need to give credit to my mum and dad absolutely for that one yes <laughs> absolutely Italian Italian, my dad says Italian, yes. Right, okay. Mom says Scottish. Where, where in Italy? They, well, um, my, my nana, she was from Rome, <gasps> and my granddad's family was from Naples. Lovely. So North and South, rich and poor, so. Yeah, and as you said, with a name like that, you had to be a musician. I had to be a musician, I had no choice. You yeah, know, so. it was just too cool. Yes. It deserved to be on the front cover of an album. Yes, that's what I had to do. So. Yes. <laughs> So we've already been blathering this morning about the joy that is being a self-employed person yes. in the arts. In the arts. But I say that it is there is so much joy in Absolutely. listening to all your. You know, I was just listening to your music again oh, this morning, yeah. and so I think I'd messaged you just to say I love the album. It's like a total breath of fresh air, which it totally is. Thanks, thanks very much. And, and the message was so welcomed as well. It was just random message, just saying, just think the album's great. I wanted to say it, something like that. And um, that's what it's all about, you know. So it's you definitely make music for yourself because what else can you do? You can't you, when you put it out there. Uh-huh. Now people can see or do what they want with it, but um, to get messages from like yourself and. Just to get it, you know, it was it was just it makes your day. It literally makes your day, you know, and you get little messages from people or you walk by somebody and they'll recognise you from a gig like twenty years ago or something even. <laughs> and say that was a great night, you know, it's like that's what it's all about, you know. It's so it's, it's experiences because obviously we're self employed, we need to make money and stuff, but that comes and goes, you know, like the experiences, the interaction with people. That's that's what you remember, isn't yeah. it? It's moments. So that, true. Yeah. You don't sit down and go, mind that job that I got that was exactly. X amount of money. Yeah. You really don't. Like You talk about the people you met and the exactly. laughs you had and the things mm-hmm. you saw Absolutely. and the reaction to this thing that you've made. Yes. And it's so precious. Mm-hmm. Like It's almost like putting your baby out in the world for other people mm-hmm. to, to comment on. Exactly. And even that's where live music comes into it for me. And it's such a shame, obviously, that we can't do that just now. But... Mm-hmm. 
it's you're creating something obviously it's not tangible but it's you're in a room and you're creating an experience and a moment with people in the audience and it's all about connections so that's what you walk away and that's what you remember because you can remember some of your favourite gigs I'm sure or experiences and you can't have that forever and even if you get a bootleg or an official recording <laughs> of it it's, it'll, it'll remind you of it but it's not the same as being in the room with somebody no. and, and, and with people and connecting with them. So. That's what I always think about people filming gigs. You're like, you're not going to sit and watch that again. Yeah. And you're definitely not going to feel how you felt in the moment. Yeah. In fact, you would feel better if you just put your phone down and enjoy, <laughs> enjoy the moment. And I was I was guilty of it. Like, while we had technology, we could take it to a gig and say, I yeah. can film this. And then, yeah, you're missing the moment, you know, mm-hmm. living in that moment and just been blown away with the sonics of yeah. the performance and the, the energy so like maybe I'll do a token 15 second yes. Instagram oh I've done perfect. that every gig you know just to <laughs> I say I'm cool I'm at this cool gig and then that's it and then I'll just sit and enjoy the gig mm. and experience the gig and be there because there's so much distraction in your, in your home life and it's like so that's why when you're at a gig you want to just be there in the moment uh-huh. with it and just take it all in so, it's really difficult to be in the moment yeah, these days like in this world that we live in yeah. pandemic aside yeah Actually, I think the pandemic's probably helped a lot of people to get in the moment. Sure. Because we had to pause. I hope you know, so, yeah. for, Well, a lot of us had to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it is really difficult to just be present and just enjoy one thing yes. for one time. And, mm-hmm. you know, so like that's the joy of, of live music. Yes. So going back, yeah. was music or has music always been an important thing in your life? As soon as it came out of my life, do you know what? Even before I started playing, it was important. Right, okay. So I remember at nursery, mm-hmm. um, there was a piano in the nursery. And it's funny, it doesn't mean much at the time, even though you remember it, but when you think back in it, you mm-hmm. go, wow, that was that was a, an uh-huh. epiphany or something. <laughs> and uh, we're all just banging the piano, the lids up, we're all hitting the keys. Where I was, and then somebody came along and I pushed them off the piano, <laughs> you know, like, you know. And I was like, that wasn't like me. I wasn't like that as a uh-huh. kid, you know. But I was like, oh, maybe that this was me. me. I know this is like, and I, <laughs> I connected to it. And I remember being at the boys' brigade or something again, and singing like it was like any dream will do, you know, like kind of. Uh, and like back then, there was no recordings, no internet, or anything like that. So I think we had the sheet, uh, the, the lyrics. We got uh, take yes. uh, back with it to learn the, the lyrics, but I didn't. I couldn't really remember the melody, but it was niggling me for that whole week until the next time to go back and, and learn it. So there was definitely something calling me and pulling me towards yeah. music. Just just little little, little minor things like that uh-huh. that kind of um, definitely took it to it. And my mum and my dad are like the biggest music lovers, so there was really? always music in, in, in the houses mm-hmm. and uh, the way they interacted with music, dancing and like singing along with it and stuff it was great even my nana like when I said with her every morning um, she'd be singing doing the dishes in, in the morning hmm. and stuff and it was like so music's always it's around everyone but it was, it was definitely calling me uh, yeah. in, in different ways and there was definitely signs to to go towards that light I love that story about Any Dream Will Do like yeah. I, because I remember being obsessed with music when I was yeah. younger apart from like the radio and any music you'd physically bought like sure. a, a you know a vinyl yeah. or like a CD or whatever yeah. that was all we had there was exactly. no streaming there yeah. were, you know like if mm-hmm. you'd wanted to know what any dream will do sound like and you know now yeah. you literally it would be at your fingertips within seconds. a second yeah, but but back then mm-hmm. that is lovely that you had to wait almost absolutely because it just you grew the it. hunger for yeah, it then absolutely and that's it because it was niggling me for a whole week I was, I was trying to like remember the melody I didn't even know what a melody was at that point no. I just knew that it was something that I had to like 
satisfying my head by like singing along or hearing the, the chord change or whatever whatever it was that was attracting me to that song and then the whole week I was waiting to get back just totally. to, to do that you know so absolutely it, it was earned you know like the, yes. Yes. And, and I have this conversation with so many people about music about because everything's at your fingertips as we're saying it's not earned anymore so like you can go and I love Spotify I mm. love all those streaming sites that everything's instantly available to us but I had to save up my, I used to save up my pocket money show my age like can I have to go out <laughs> no. and buy a record or a CD uh, can you I remember mean, like when some of the early stuff that you did buy yeah I mean like one of the first albums I bought myself is Songs in the Key of Life the Stevie Wonder album and I've still got the CD and, I, and it's from HMV <gasps> and it's twenty two ninety nine. I paid for this double CD and, wow, but this is the thing it's like because I had to save up for that I... then a lot of it maybe I didn't like when I'm first hearing like, it was definitely some tracks I just fell in love with but those other tracks that I fell in love with because mm-hmm. I'm like I'm going to get my twenty two ninety nine worth out of this, you know. Yeah, I so I, I get quite like classical music as well. Mm-hmm. I remember buying the funeral march, march for never, like Chopin's. Like that was one of my first buys as well, and just being locked away in your room, you know, like mm-hmm. can I and listen to? You? I remember getting my first CD player and I had like two CDs, you know, yeah. and I had that for a long time, you uh-huh. know. But when did you used to get three CDs with the newspapers? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Find that absolutely, yeah. <laughs> I feel yeah. like I still got some of them up there. Like in my early teaching career, like I would go about with this massive mm. bag of CDs, and I've still got it upstairs. Right. And I was going through it recently because I was tidying out the cupboard, and I'm like, "Geez, well, I used to hum for this book with me." And <laughs> some of the, those like free ones for the yeah. newspaper are in there. Mm-hmm. No, <laughs> I remember I got a personal CD player. Remember the personal CD player yes. came with a. It was like from Comet or something, Dixon's. And it came out a free like compilation album, nice you know. One. Again, it was like Tears for Fears and stuff like that on it, and I was just like, wow, you know, like, kind of. You just it was free, and and, ah. and then that meant I had three or four CDs. So it was. I remember getting like you know those when you like the kind of fold out things for going on holiday. Yeah, yeah. This, you could put like ten wallet, CDs in yeah, it or whatever, and you're like, wait, what am I going to take on holiday? But like that idea of like being into lots of styles of music, like yes. it sounds like you had quite an eclectic Absolutely. taste from yeah. a young age as well. Is that just? Because you just had a general fascination for music and you were hearing different styles of music in the house and yeah, your family. And I, I, I really think my mum and dad, uh-huh. like, because they had a big um, collection of music as yeah. well. I mean, mum and dad were separated, uh, uh, so at my mum's house there was a lot of disco and funk music. Yes. And I, my dad's, it was, it was everything, you know, uh-huh. as well. So, like, my dad's a big blues fan, um, but he introduced me to, like, prog rock and, and mm-hmm. like, some jazz and, and rock music and, and, and pop as well. And, and it crossed over as well. So, um, so my mum would just go and dance in the house listening to a lot of Donna Summers and yeah. uh, all, all that stuff so the energy was there you know uh-huh. like, as much as my mum would be excited in the moment like dancing and singing along my dad would be like, like a big Dylan fan he would be singing along the lyrics and stuff like that mm. as well and I, I could just see how much it hit them both yep. in totally different ways mm. even subconsciously like now I wasn't going this is what they're doing but <laughs> But I wanted to be part of that energy uh-huh. as well, you know, because you obviously look up to your parents. So um, two of the most important people in my life were just so involved in music. Yeah. And um, even though, well, my dad uh, plays some guitar, and uh, but he's not a professional musician, sorry, dad. <laughs> like, you know, but uh, but he, his love of music uh, yeah. is just is, is more than anyone's ever mm. met. So that was such a big influence. And, and it introduced me to so much different types of music, you know. So, And it's great that your mum or dad can can still do that you know like it wasn't a few years ago and my dad gave me um, Goat's Head Soup the Rolling, uh-huh. he- uh, Rolling Stones uh, album and I never heard it before and like Billy Preston played keys on it and stuff like uh, he played with the Beatles but he was mm. like a big funk guy as well and I was like wow I'm like in my 30s and I'm still getting new music from my dad <laughs> yeah. like uh, totally. you know so it, 
it's great, you know, it's yeah. like, you know, there is definitely so much out there, you know, that you can be influenced by, you know. And that's the thing about, you know, like we're saying it's great, all the streaming stuff and, you know, you're mm-hmm. be able to discover all types of music within a second, but there's something quite special about someone giving you yes. an album or you know, or even mm-hmm. just putting you on to music. It's nice to find things by accident, yeah. but if some, like a recommendation, especially from somebody who you really admire and you admire their taste, like your dad, mm-hmm. Like from that memory of nursery and mm-hmm. elbowing the kids at the way <laughs> for the piano, was there like a, a desire to play an instrument then? Yeah, well, I mean, that, then when I went to primary school, another, I mean, you skip ahead a few years, mm. and I, I, I remember a boy playing like on the black keys, like something like that, and I was like, wow, but like, I remember looking at all these black and white keys going, that's just, what is this? You know, it's like, it's a foreign language. It's like, yeah. where do you start here, you know? So, but I remember being impressed that they could play it, you know? Mm-hmm. Again, I still wasn't drawn to it at, at that point yeah. to play. It wasn't until I started taking some lessons uh, at secondary school right. uh, or to try to skip classes to go to music lessons because you yeah. used to get uh, <laughs> right, half to, hour period. That's right. Uh-huh. So you sit in class like history and everyone's getting pulled out to go to do music. I was like, like wait a minute here. I put my hand up. <laughs> I'm going with them, you know? So... <laughs> The irony is, I'm starting history now because of music, but like, uh, uh, it wasn't, so it wasn't until that point where I started playing uh, and getting shown uh, my teacher uh, that I was like, wow, something connected, you know, I was just mm. like, this is, this is it, you know, so I don't want to do anything else, yeah. so even though the world and universe right now is the same. I know, <laughs> you're like, I'm built anymore, for you know? nothing else, I'm, I'm skilled for nothing, yeah, that's what exactly, I feel like. Exactly. <laughs> but that's it, it's immersing yourself. And something that you absolutely yeah. have a passion for, and it's almost like you can't help it once you find that. Oh, you're drawn to it. It's just ah. it's a compulsion almost. You know, mm. it's like cheesy or, or uh, cliche, but it's like breathing. You know, it's like kind of really? if I'm not creating and playing, then I don't feel like me. You know, it's yeah. as simple as that. And I've just came to accept that. I'm not apologising for that anymore to yeah. anyone. You know, it's no. just like that's what I love doing, and that's that's who I am as well. Well, that's exactly. Unless you believe otherwise, which mm-hmm. I, I totally respect, but yeah. like we're only here once. Exactly. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. an absolute privilege and mm-hmm. pleasure to find something that you love so much that yeah. you'll just dedicate all your energy and time, and mm-hmm. and if it can pay the bills sometimes, yeah. then yeah. that's a Absolutely. total yeah. godsend. Yeah. So like from those school days and you know going through high school. Were you very much on a pathway of like music? I'm going to do this. Yes. Well, once I started getting a few, like I started a recorder and then keyboard, and then my my piano teacher, she was great, Mrs. Lee's. Um, she she started teaching me theory, and um, she encouraged me to write music at that point. Okay. So I started kind of writing music almost as soon as I started playing. Wow. Uh, which I didn't realise that most <laughs> people don't do, you know. No. Like so, and it was again another nice be cheesy song, Unchained Melody, and I was asked to uh, I was asked to write uh, a counter melody. And I just wrote like long notes above it, and, and, and it started off the same note as as uh, original. But then in the second bar, I changed one note, and I was like, again, it was an epiphany. Uh-huh. I've created music. That was an epiphany. I was like, uh-huh. I want to write music as well. I've I've created something, you know. Right. So, um, so at that point, I was kind of hooked to write music as hmm. much as as play music. So, that's that's when I, I decided this is it, you know. Mm. Like, and, I, um, and then near the end of uh, school. I was, I, was, I was so gutted because nobody believed in me more than like my piano teacher uh-huh. you know? but she said to me maybe you shouldn't go and study music at uni or college mm-hmm. 
Uh, maybe she get a, a real job, you know, like something, something. Some like this Mickey Mouse. Yeah, yeah, totally. You know, and I was, I was so gutted. I was like, oh, she doesn't believe in me, you know. But she did. She just, she was looking out for me, you know. Like she was saying, it's not going to be a stable career, and she was absolutely right. You know, it's ups and downs yeah. like nothing else. But yeah. um, she was just looking out for me, yeah. like in the most like paternal way as of well. Course. So uh, it, it was lovely that she thought mm-hmm. that. But at the time, I was kind of crushed that she didn't. I thought. That, for a minute she didn't no. like, believe me yeah, but yeah. I think things have moved on now certainly like I work in schools where there's a school of dance there's yeah. a school of football sure. like these are deemed just as important as your history like yeah, you're saying um, but but yeah like you say it's still not it's not any more of a guaranteed yeah. <laughs> career even though people are now recognising more of like yeah that's an actual yeah. job mm-hmm. it's like well yeah it is but it's still not always certain but then what is certain? No, exactly. Right really? now, it's teaching us <laughs> that. Isn't it, you know? So that's why you have to be happy. You know, ah. like, if you're not happy with yourself, like easier said than done, I suppose. But like, yeah. if you're not happy with yourself and your surroundings, and you got to change it to make yeah. make sure that you are, because now everything else is doesn't mean much, does no. it? When a job and you need to take care of your health, your mental health, your physical health. And, and and be as happy as you can be, Absolutely. you know, hurting other people, you know. So um, that's the way. That's the way I, I believe, anyway. So, so Mrs. Lee's. Yes. She said, "Going maybe go and get a new job." She was just saying maybe you should consider not yeah. putting all your eggs in one basket. That's what she was pretty much saying. So did you take Mrs. Miss Lee's advice? Absolutely not. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I know. I mean, again, I, I come from an area, Milton in Glasgow, mm-hmm. uh, quite a poor area. Uh, wasn't much going on. There was not much in the school either, so I used to like dog classes to go up to music, and the teachers knew, you know. But I was good at something, so they were like, "Come on, you know." Right. So, because I eventually went to uni, I went to college, and then I went to uni uh, to do music, and there were like, some people at uni were like, "Oh, you know, I played this in my high school orchestra and stuff." I was like, "That yeah. oh, really?" You know, I was like, "You did an orchestra in high school?" Yeah, I know. I was like, <laughs> I had an actual piano, but the best teacher in the world, you know. Uh-huh. So, but I was so I was I was I put all my eggs in that basket, mm-hmm. but my, my school actually closed down even before my, my fifth year was finished. You know, well, we got to finish the exams, but um, there was a time where they just started closing a lot of schools yeah, down, yeah. Uh, and we were one of them. So I just ended up going to college uh, to study. Uh, it was just a, an NC course okay. in music performance. But actually, I got on the course, uh, and there was like some of the lecturers, like Ted McKenna, who was the drummer with the Alex Harvey Band. Right. Of, like Again, something my dad let me hear right. and stuff. And it was like, I was like, wow. I was in like kind of awe and like, I'm sitting with this guy who's toured the world. Uh, so all the lectures at the course were actually gigging musicians. And I go to uni and it was one or two lectures that I, I really liked, but a lot of them were just kind of, they never like, played in real life like yeah. proper. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. so I, there was no stock to be taken from what they were saying. It was like, a lot of theory and especially music. Like, you go to, like Ted would never boast or anything. It was just like, again, like you're saying about your dad's got a million stories about music because he's lived it, you know, uh-huh. like how Ted toured the world with one of the best bands uh, as far as I can yeah, see, yeah. with a big character. So he had all these stories from hanging out with Bob Marley to opening for The Who and stuff like that. So and it, it, they would just drop into conversation naturally oh, yeah. uh, during lessons. So I learned more from like somebody like Ted than I ever would a higher education establishment yeah. like you know, you know, mm-hmm. so uh, but I was taking it all in, but but for the most part, I was just sitting there like a fanboy. Going, this like, is amazing. Ah. You know, like, so there was like little uh, opportunities to join bands or we might get some like endorsement deals here and there at uh, college with different bands. And he's like, listen, if you need any advice, because he got kind of screwed at one right, point, he was okay. saying, he says, I'm here, just coming. So his door was always open as well. So Gosh. it was... 
I was a told mentor. Again, it was, and again, if my school <laughs> never closed down, I may never went to that course. It was just a last minute, like I need to find something music uh-huh. to do. I wasn't ready for the real world, or no. still not, by the way. No. But, uh, Me neither. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I was like, I'll just go there and, and right. buy some time. So, but if it wasn't for the school closing down, I would have never went there. Never met people like Ted, you know. So, Love that. so again, I think. Like the, the little things uh, in the past, uh, when I was younger, I was kind of being pushed towards certain things. You I feel know, like so. there's somebody else was like shoving other folk out the road to get you to that piano. Yeah, exactly. You know, like so. Mrs. Lee's <laughs> yeah, was totally. like uh-huh, uh-huh. elbowing her out the road, like, no, Mrs. Lee's. <laughs> I know, totally. Again, it was just, but again, putting that, that, that seed in my head for like, I was so, she must have thought that I was just so yeah, determined driven. to do this. And, mm. and and she was just making sure maybe that I was as well. So, yeah, yeah, of course. That's their job as yeah. teachers, as role mm. models, to yeah. put all the options in front of you. Absolutely. Not to steer you in one particular direction, but just very much to be like, this is what you could do, yeah. but you could also do this. But then it's, it's yeah. taking it into consider- consideration all the things that... I just think it's really difficult as a young person to know what you want to do. Because like yeah, we're saying... Exactly at age what am I I'll be 38 on well, Friday I'm like oh, there's still so many things that I'd like to do absolutely still yeah. working it out absolutely Aye. So, ah. because you find things that you don't want to do yes. but there's still things that you do want to do so it's, and that, that's the same in music it's like, mm. like I, I know I don't want to be a classical musician but I don't mm. really know what else <clears> I want to do yet uh-huh. so it's just you're finding your way and you're discovering so yeah. we, we need time to, to work that out you know we rather do. than like, being forced into picking a, like getting career advice like, when you're 13, 14 what do you want to do when you grow up it's like how the rest of your life yeah. do you know what I mean and, and that, that's what I, I feel like I've, I believe is like that's the only thing like people with money are more successful people are, are people like better areas and all that They've they've got time. They've got the money to discover. You know, like yeah. now their educations can be the same. We can go to all the same universities, same schools now and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they have the, the opportunity and the luxury. Like if this doesn't work out, yeah. then they can try another course and yeah. stuff like that. So it's time. It's all about time. If you're lucky, you'll have yeah. you can buy time. Basically, yeah, absolutely. That's all. To me, that's all money can buy you is time to, to discover what you want to do. You know, that's so, so true. So, so true. So coming from like an area like Milton, it was just like listen you need to work out how to make money you know to survive you know ah. it's as simple as that so I was very lucky that something uh, uh, drew me towards it mm. but like a lot of people we just have to pick whatever could whatever get the money going as to bring well. the money so, in yeah um, so it's, it's a big gamble and sometimes it doesn't pay off mm. but it doesn't pay off for people with, with, with money as well you know but they've got the luxury to keep going you know uh-huh. so true. Um, and I think we all should have that it should, that should be taken away from them but we all should be able That's to have time option. to work it all out you know so yeah, yeah. you're right you're right so when you were at the college and like you're saying you're getting the opportunity to collaborate with other yeah. musicians and try things out, you're yeah. still writing music, I'm assuming then. Yeah, because they, they put you into bands at that point. Right. So uh, and it was the worst band in the world, but like, <laughs> it, it, it was, what were they it, it called? Whitewash, you know. So uh, yes. So it was. I like how you remembered that. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll never forget that. <laughs> but, really. uh, but like the guys were crazy, you know. Like now and. Uh, I think it was quite, we're quite infamous for being the, the worst band ever, but it was great. You know, it was we, we were so excited to to be in a band Aye. and stuff. Not all of us wrote for it, but I was definitely writing some songs uh, for it as well. And, and again, you, you don't know what other people are thinking, and they're coming from different ways. But I was just excited that I was starting to record in, in the studio now and stuff like that. Uh, then it does become tangible because yeah, yeah. you're holding the tape or the CD of your song. Of you know, so. That, and that must never like stop being exciting. No, it's even still, like nowadays. Well, even now, like now, I still get CDs made. You up. give me a yeah, CD, yeah, you bring that, like yes. Yeah. But I, I have to because like I, I don't 
like without it you're just like well when I grew up I, I held a CD or a vinyl and yes. I, I get vinyls made as well and um, it's like I need it you know like because mm-hmm. that's what music was in, in mm-hmm. my day you know like my day like in my um, <laughs> but that, that, this is why vinyl is so important to me as well yeah. because you can't skip the track you know like now well, you can you physically stand up open run the up, risk of putting a big score in it but the, the ceremony of yes. getting a vinyl putting it on sitting down and listening to it and maybe the second or the third track isn't your favourite but you have to listen, listen to it because you're lazy because you don't want to go up <laughs> and change it yeah. but then after 100 listens it becomes one of your favourite tracks so that's why I always get vinyls made up as well mm. so that, and, I, and I make albums like all my albums are concepts you know like now I have the concept before I write the album okay. you know so uh, and then it's all kind of worked around that so that you're listening to a story from start to finish yes. rather than 11 individual tracks thrown together you know so like all it. my favourite albums have got themes like songs in the key of life you know so mm. uh, so I, I think it's just as important like you can go on Spotify SoundCloud all these things don't like it three seconds in skip it the next track and I'm guilty of doing that not giving well. it a chance you're right exactly you're right. but with a vinyl you need to sit and you have to listen to it you know so so, uh, so I think that's a better way to digest mm. and again with distractions it, it kind of it's definitely a better way to focus by putting a vinyl on rather than sit and listen to it on your phone uh-huh. and, and, and that as well So. and do you think at like college you were discovering what your style of music like in terms of creating yeah. music was well again I, I was starting to figure out things that I didn't want to do right. you know so being a keyboard player it was like there's a million guitar heroes but there wasn't many keyboards there is mm. but there's not as many as guitars so The Doors was very attractive to me because of Raymond Zerich and Yes, like Rick Waitman and stuff like that. So I was kind of drawn towards all all those types of bands. Uh, And then I I kind of started to discover or get more into jazz Mm -hmm. and there was more piano players in jazz, like the big names in jazz. Mm -hmm. So again, but then I was like, I don't really want to be a rock musician or a jazz musician. You know, I I don't know really what it is I want to do, but I know what I don't want to do. uh, But I love all these styles of music, but I just didn't think that I could write yeah. the way I wanted to write for these kind mm. of bands as well to satisfy me as a player and to satisfy just enjoying the music as well so, mm. uh, so again it, it took me a few more years to, to work out uh, where, I, where I sat with it you know mm-hmm. so but again I, I, I was just saying right I love this but it's not for me I love uh-huh. this not for me so again even when you find your calling or something that you lo- lo- love like music it's still it's just, that's just you on the first step you know yeah. like you've still got a, a lifetime to discover Absolutely. what you want to do and stuff you know so but it wasn't until I kind of got more into funk music and stuff right. like, where I thought well there's a balance there you mm-hmm. know jazz funk as well there's like a cross between satisfying playing mm-hmm. and listening to it and the energy of like, like the funk and the dancing again go back to my mum and stuff like mm-hmm. that so, so I, I started to kind of satisfy most of my, my needs for music yeah. at, at that point as well and you can be more interested in writing um, so it's mostly instrumental music uh, which I loved as well uh-huh. so mm-hmm. um, and then I, I just I Another night that changed my life was um, uh, I used to play in a band. Uh, we had a residency in the Butterfly and Pig in Bath Street. Yes. I played there every Friday for forever for years. One night I got a phone call uh, from the manager saying, "Can we borrow your keyboard?" You know, I was like, "Yeah, sure. Why?" He says, "Well, James Brown's uh, and the band's coming down, uh, and they're going to do a set. You know, and we need and James is going to play keyboards. I was like, he's going to touch my keyboard. <laughs> I was like that. Right. Like he can he can keep it. You know, like so." So they keep this again. This is pre Facebook. I think maybe MySpace was was available Gosh. at the time. So it was just before he died. So it was probably about two thousand five, oh a few years before it. So 
it was amazing. The, the guy, the, the guy owned uh, the butterfly and pig. He used, he knew their tour manager, so that's right. where the conversation okay, was. Right. So we were just coming in for dinner, basically. But they were trying to gear them towards the stage, kind of right. thing as well, like the the if riser things there. Right? So, if there's a keyboard there, yeah. there might be a chance. Yeah, if there's a drum kit and keyboard and bass amp and stuff, then maybe we could do something. So. I was like, can I come down? You know, like, of course, just come down, you know, so... You're like, I come with the keyboard. Yeah. And, 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 and unlike, uh, unlike Facebook and stuff, like, there was no, like, oh, there's... No. going to be down. It was word of mouth. And honestly, at least within like an hour, the place was full. And I've never been in a room with such energy. Aye. Uh, but unfortunately, James never came down. He was quite ill at the time. And again, oh, he died a yeah, few months yeah. later. But the band were there, the JBs, the famous JBs were there. They were having dinner. Uh, and then just before they went on, um, they introduced me to... Because there was no keyboard keyboard player because James was just going to come down and play keyboards he wasn't going to sing he was just going to jam you know right. so so they introduced me to Robert Mousy Thompson the drummer at the time and uh, he says this is Marco he loves funk he loves James Brown he loves you guys like kind of he's a great keyboard player you should say hi kind of thing and he's like do you want to come up and play, <gasps> play a song I was like I was shaking he was like that I want to I don't know if I can you know so uh, this is, we're, we're just gonna go up and set it up, and like we'll, we'll give you a call up, you know. So, Jeez, uh, so they, they go up and they start playing, and the, the energy was just it was it was wild. It was just you, you could cut with a knife, as they say. Ah. Like, so they, they played the first song, and then they went on to the second song, the Chicken, which is a really famous kind of funk song, like just jamming away. And then I'm, I'm like, and, and my friends are there, like, what do you think they'll call you up? I was like, I don't know, shop, you know, like, and so. And then like Robert was just like with the, with the drum set waving me up on stage. No. Uh, uh, and do you know what it's actually on YouTube it was like one of the first uh, like camera it. phones you know like and I run yes. up to the stage and, hit, and uh, the chicken do, 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 and I just kind of got up and I just hit that oh. and then uh, I just started like playing I played the song and I was just trying to be in the moment with it and stuff yeah, yeah. but like m- my back was to the band because where the keyboard was set up mm-hmm. and then I, I shut my eyes I was just playing I was like I'm playing the JBs you know it's like so they finished the song I was like and they call me Marcus actually like there you go Marcus stay up and play the service so I got to stay up the whole no. night and just uh, play um, and it was, they were like yeah he can play <laughs> uh, so um, it was just that's like, amazing that, and that was the moment I was like that night, they, they actually had to actually they had to physically team out the bar at the end of the night because they all left and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I says as soon as I leave this bar, it's, it's this night's over, so you know. Well. And uh, uh, even though they, they got me guesses for the next night with the playing at Colour yeah. Academy, so I went to that and stuff. But um, I, I that's knew, like a film. Yeah. That's the summer of a movie, <laughs> totally. isn't it? And like, uh, sorry, doesn't it normally happen in Glasgow? Yeah. But you can see that happen in yeah. New York. Yeah, totally, absolutely. The fact that it know. happened here. I know, and, and, and that that's the point. I was like, that this is the type Aye. of music I'm going to do. Because I, I was kind of, when, when Mrs. Lee's taught me piano, it was all theory, it was all reading the notes off the piano. Mm-hmm. And then the time I went to uni, uh, I met Ross, my bass player. He, he, he's just this amazing ability to pick anything out by ear. And I didn't really know you could do that, you know. Uh-huh. So at that point, I was like, I need to learn how to do that, you know. Mm. So so just as well, because then by the time that that night came along, there was no, like, here's a, here's the music to play, Marco. No. Marcus, you know, it was like, kind of, <laughs> they, they started the song and then you, you've got, like, a bar to, to work it out, you know, like, yep. kind of, and then you have to kind of second guess. And because I knew a lot of the JB music, because I mm. love it anyway, I, I never necessarily... I played it, you know. No, no. I, I knew the music in my head, so I just worked it out. And, but and such a skill it. to be able to do that. But yeah, yeah you were thrown in yeah. big time, deep big, end. With, with, with the most famous funk <laughs> band <laughs> ever. You know what I mean, so you're like, uh, I'm not in whitewash yeah, now. Yeah, I know, totally. You know, <laughs> <laughs> as a keyboard player for the whitewash, you know. So uh, that is incredible. So that was that was the biggest epiphany in my musical life Aye. at that point, and one of the, my best nights still in my musical life. 
uh, in life probably like mm. so at that point I was like this is a and this is when I, I formed the federation pretty much you know like yes. I, so that that's that that was that it was so um, the federation of disco pimp the federation of disco pimp yes how cool <laughs> oh, yeah, such was, a cool sound oh, thank you thanks um, amazing uh-huh. it was again kind of there, there was there was kind of the bones of it at that point uh-huh, you know like yeah, kinda, yeah. Um, and we started off as a cover band playing mm-hmm. all like just jazz and funk right, uh, tracks, you. you know. Uh, so we used to just play very loud uh, in bars around Glasgow, <laughs> and it was great. It was again, it was it was that live music thing uh-huh. where people just came to get the experience and, yeah. and to go deaf, you know, like kind of how loud we were. <laughs> we used to play in Blackfriars once a month, right? And uh, and we were constantly told to stop. Delayed, uh, like now the, 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 the sound people were coming out and stuff like the LSOs and stuff. Uh, <laughs> And uh, because you could actually hear us down, like down in Trongate and stuff like that, right. we were that loud, you know. But we're just like, like some of my best friends, like all my best friends actually, just mm. like just playing as loud as we could, playing music that we loved, and it, we didn't like, care. Trying you know? to stop us. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it was, it was. That's where it started. And then I went to New York with, uh, with one of my friends, maybe a year or, or two later, and then we got these tickets. It was like eight dollars each to go on this uh, uh, cruise. Like liner mm-hmm. kind of thing, just just for the the night uh, to hear this band called Latest, um, and they were a, a funk band right. uh, based in New York, and it changed again. That changed everything because they were playing. They they did a lot of original music which I didn't know about, but they were playing all the same covers that we that ah. we did, and I didn't know them. Yeah, you know, yeah. like, kind of, but they were doing it right, you know. So I was mm. like that. So it was like back to the drum board. I went back home. I was like, right guys, right, we need to start again. Bye. So brought in a horn section and started writing music and uh, more originals than covers mm, and, it, yeah. and it just started kind of evolving from there then we got to a point where it was like we, we still couldn't get any gigs outside the pubs and stuff like this yeah. at this point and I was trying to get the jazz festivals but because the problem with kind of funk music is it's not jazz festivals found it was too like rocky or funky okay. for jazz festivals but like your normal festivals like your kind of rock and pop festivals it was too jazzy for them right. so in this real this real kind of conundrum in the mm. middle in America you've got this jam band scene where it's specifically made for bands like us you know right. but over here there's not that there's still not that you know so it, it was quite hard to get better gigs yeah. you know so but then um, we decided to start recording some of this music so we just thought if we had if we were signed who would we work with? And uh-huh. you know, like so. So Ross, uh, he says, well, we should get in touch with the guy who produced Lettuce. Nice one. So we just emailed him because we could do that at this point <laughs> now. You know, the internet was invented at this point. You know, so uh, uh, it was no. carrier pigeons now. Exactly. You know, so <laughs> so we just like blind emailed him. Like Ross right. did and says, listen, we're going to record these two tracks. Would you mix it for us? Right. So he's like, yes. So uh, um, recorded two tracks here. We sent it over to uh, to Joe in New York. Again, like hearing your music, like the sound that you never told him anything, but yeah. he knew because of the style of music, he knew exactly what I what wanted, to you know. Yeah. And uh, again, like you've written these tracks and then you're hearing it. Now it sounded like real music because it, <laughs> yeah. it sounded like now, it sounded like every other funk now piece, you know, like now the sound of it. Mm. And I, I just, I was, it was, it was wild, you know. So, uh, cut to a year later after that then I went to New York with my mum uh, she just had this back operation and she just wanted to celebrate and yeah. everyone else has real jobs but like, I could take a week off to go to New York mum's like do you want to go to New York I'm always there like, for the holidays I was like yes so we never met Joe in person at this point it was all done on emails ah. and stuff so I really just wanted to go to me he lives in Brooklyn works in Brooklyn I just wanted to go over and say thank you in yeah, person for legitimising my music mm. you know 
he was he was great. He just let me come out of the studio. He was working on something that day, uh, and we hung out, went for lunch, and it was just like, Marco, why why don't we make an album? You know, and I was like, oh, I'm just a wee guy from Milton. Uh, you, you're like, a, a big. Uh, I know, but you're I great. Know. <laughs> I know because because Joe, like, we tapped into Joe through Lettuce, but he uh-huh. he's mixed like Tom Waits, Justin Timberlake, Nina Simone, like kind of he okay. he like he's the real the deal. But, but we didn't know this, you know, like right. we just knew that it's fun thing. So yeah. So I'm I'm like I'm just a wee guy from Milton like now. But, and, and, and and like you live in Brooklyn, but oh hands, you know, like how, 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 and, and I was kind of babbling a wee bit like this, and then he, he just and he said something that again changed me. He's like, why not? And then I was like, wow, you know, like kind of mm-hmm. that attitude over there of the, the can do kind of, yes. you know, the, the, I mean, it, it, it seems again it's transferred quite cheesy over here. Like we can do anything, like we're American and stuff like that. But the source of it is like people like Joe. It's like why not, you know? Uh-huh. And then I was like, absolutely, why not, you know? Mm-hmm. So. I decided I was we're going to do this album, you know. So again, I was playing in pub bands as well, make money. Yeah. And it, it all kind of came uh, to a head. It was my 29th birthday, and I says, "Do you know what? I didn't get the music to do this, you know. Like now, it was, I was having the most fun you could ever imagine. But <laughs> I was like, I want to leave a legacy, like of music, you know. Like I, I write as much as I play. I've not got anything really mm-hmm. yet, you know. So I says, by the time I turn 30, I'm going to have an album done, you know. And I don't know how I was going to do it. But Joe Cut was going to help. Yeah, yeah, you know, like now we're all going to pull together and do this. So I decided in my mind, projection, you know, like Love that. I, that this album would be done, whatever it was, you know. I think and, that um, yeah. New York rubbed off on you. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Well, I, I've been obsessed with New York. So I, like, I love movies as much as I love yeah. music, you know. Mm. I, I'm as fanboys about that. So my dad took me to New York um, when I was 18. Uh, for the first time and, and it, it was kind of prepared again like this do you want to like be a music like music is your career my dad was like listen this might not be as good as you think it's going to be you know but in my head it had to be you know and it was it was better you know yeah. so uh, at, t- to the point where the second Federation album where I took the whole band over like because the first right. album we tracked all in Scotland and then me Mikey and Ross went over to mix it with Joel ah. um, well he mixed it and we just sat there and just fanboys again so <laughs> But that, that again, that, that five days in the studio just with Joe, being there. I, I learned more about music mm. than I did at university, yeah. you know, in four years at uni doing music. It changed all of us, you uh-huh. know, like now. Of course. But then for the next Federation album, I decided we're all going to New York. To, to, we're going to, we went over to New York and we didn't even have instruments with us. The horn players took their horns, but uh-huh. like we never took keyboards or guitars or, or drum kits. Like he had everything. We're just going to go in. We had the songs, we're going to record this. And then to the point where like I wrote that album, I took my band over and I was working with a, a Grammy-nominated producer in, in New York, making this album, and it's like, and you walk out the studio because you're in Brooklyn and the Manhattan skyline's staring at you. I was like, I've made it, you know? <laughs> like, and I was like, this is, this is it, you know? This is uh-huh. more than I could ever dreamed about, you know? But, like you, but you did that. You took yeah. the leap. Like, obviously, he mm-hmm. he put the thought in your head, yeah. but it was you that, in, you know, said, like, yeah, I'm going to make this happen before sure. I'm 30. Yeah. And I think it is, it's just taking those opportunities yeah. not overthinking them too much just mm-hmm. you know it's important like especially when it is your craft and yeah. you know when somebody like him is saying you, sure. you can absolutely do this like yeah. they're like you say legitimizing it yeah you're like hi why not but the, the second album the federation <laughs> album is called Inamorata which is uh, forbidden love there's different connotations but uh, it's all about loving yourself you know like kind of being in the west of Scotland and this who do you think you are you know we're just this you know and it's mm. been conditioned that, as far as I'm concerned it's been conditioned as for generations that now you don't get above your station you're just this you're just that yeah. but we're as good as it nobody's better than me nobody's worse than me that's, that's the right. way I look at it you that's know right. it's like we, 
Now we should be entitled to, again, money can buy you time to figure it out, you know, which mm-hmm. a lot of us don't have. But now why can't we do anything? You uh, know, why not? You know, yeah, so yeah. and it was about the time of the Scottish uh, referendum for independence. So yes. again, the whole point was doesn't matter what you vote, but vote. Because your vote it. counts. Yeah, mm-hmm. you would be in it to win it. It's like can I you you should believe in yourself enough that you can make a difference, you know. That was yes. the whole concept of it, you know. So Are your um, ten pence worth counts? Absolutely. Put you your know. hat in the ring. It's just that you now some of us are born into different situations uh-huh. from others and, and you're told that you're that you're worth less than others, like the whole the whole system society set up that way. Uh, and that's the way that you've been told that's your place, but don't question it, but you should question it. You should question it. It doesn't mean you have to do anything about it, but you should like you should know how it works, you know. Yeah, and yeah. then you make your own decision if you accept it or you want to change it or especially coming from Scotland, I think it's drummed into us that now, again, if your confidence is perceived as being arrogant, and it's not, you know, there's, there's arrogant people in Scotland, like there's arrogant people in England, yeah, yeah. New York, all around the world, you know, yeah, yeah. but there's just talented, humble people in these places as well, you know, so, and then that led me on to the Cowboys and Africans album, we can follow, well, that's what, that's what, now you're a cowboy or an African, and the way I, I see it is we're all from Africa at one point, we're all, as a layman, we're all good people, nobody's better uh-huh. than us, nobody's worse, and your cowboys are the people controlling us, it doesn't have to be governments, it, it could be relationships with partners, anyone who tries to influence you for the wrong reasons, you know, it's mm. like, you know, so this theme's been running. It's going to say the, co- the idea of concept and really like sticking to that, yeah. is that just very much a creative tool that you've yeah. developed and it feels like it's, that's the way that you want to write, you want yeah. to tell a story? Yeah, it's, it's definitely a storytelling yeah. mechanism mm. in the sense, again, maybe it's the film influence because yeah, I feel like yeah, music, of course, and a lot of people yeah, say that you can hear the the kind of cinematic qualities of music as well 100%, and stuff. Uh, 100%. But in terms of telling a story, because, you know, I, I don't read a lot, to be perfectly honest, you know, I do read biographies and stuff, but mm-hmm. people say you're missing a lot. But with music, you now you don't even have the words, you know, like to, to paint pictures, you just have like noise and sound, yeah. which I think, for me personally, is you, you have to use your imagination yeah. more uh-huh. because How you can both listen. To, yeah, because we can both listen to the same piece of music if it's instrumental, especially, and we can hear total different things from yeah. it. And and it's just as valid as I said. Once you put it out there, it's not up to you what it is anymore. You That's know, right. it's like, people will take yeah, what they need yeah, from it. Exactly. So, yes, it's it's definitely a storytelling mechanism, but it's also mm. a really handy way when you've got a concept like for an album, then you know, you have, then you suddenly have boundaries of it has to be in this this elk or uh, like with the federation decided that there's seven of us in the band it's like well i can i need to write something for these seven people you know, yeah, yes. rather than you can write whatever you want so where do you start you yeah know, i, I like it's like yeah, how long's so. a piece of string type thing yeah exactly. so i guess like having some sort of parameter there just gives you something to push off of exactly oh totally it's the same like if, if you have the luxury of everything then it can be less creative, you know, yes. like kind of, uh-huh. but you can work, you know, like I, I love production now as much as mm. I love writing. Again, it's, a, it's a, an evolving, like to be creative in the studio, you know, like mixing and stuff and uh-huh. producing now. But again, when reading a lot of books, like uh, Tony Fiscalenti who produced Bowie and okay. George Martin who produced the Beatles and stuff, it's like, their limitations in the studio but they had to be more creative because they, they didn't have the luxury of you can record anything as much as you right. want you know like yeah. you, this podcast has probably got more technology than some of the other Beatles albums and stuff you know so Oft. so how, how can you how how can they be so creative for ah, four with tracks just, yeah. you know? even your calculator the old school calculators <laughs> had more technology in it than what took the man uh, man to the moon the first time you know like now so it's, it's been it's been creative with your limitations you know and it's so. solely down to me getting a higher mass I have to say <laughs> 
so yeah, so the answer that question, it's like when Aye. you have when you have a concept or you have a, a group of people you have to write for, then I think that you're more creative in that respect because you know that I don't have the luxury of like five singers or mm-hmm. like now two drum kits or whatever. You, you have these seven people you have to write for and if you have a concept to go, well, you can write like semi-different uh, genre maybe yeah. to a little bit, but it has to be this narrative, you know. Yeah. So, um, but it's one thing like being able to write a song, a melody and words mm-hmm. and lyrics for you to play, to sit sure. down at a keyboard, but mm-hmm. there's so much going on in there. The horns, the vocals, like all the instruments, everything that's involved, like that's all, that's all you. Yeah. I, that's I mean, insane. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks. <laughs> it's insane. And it's amazing. I, I'll, I'll go back to the band, the Easy Orchestra. I was in this band called Easy Orchestra okay. for years and they were just before I quit doing, they were a, a covers band, uh-huh. like an easy listening covers band. Yeah. So, um, great fun uh, and I love the guys. But we used to have a residency on the Fred McCauley show on Radio Scotland. So every right. Friday morning, we would play the uh, the theme tune, uh, and then we'd play uh, Stings for the guests to walk on and stuff. But then we got to play two songs, uh, one old song, oldie song, and right. one song that had to be in the charts. So uh, what the Easy Orchestra taught me was, uh, through this, was the importance of melody. It was so much easier to cover a Beatles song than it was a Rihanna song. Why was that? Because when you strip it all down, the Beatles songs had beautiful melodies, it, it, it yeah. relied less on production and noise, mm-hmm. it, it relied on actual melody. Yeah. Rhythm. I'm generalising, not every Rihanna song no, is bad, no, not no, every Beatles no, song is great, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but for the most part, like, when you covered an old song, it had this beautiful melody, so then you could rearrange it to whatever you wanted to. God, yeah. So when it came to uh, Cowboys and Africans, it all started with melody, you know, yes. I, had to, I had to do a melody and then because I arranged for the Easy Orchestra, I arranged for the Federation as well, then I knew how to put anything around a melody, but the most important thing was to find that melody or that hook mm. uh, and then it all stemmed from there, you know, so. So clever. Again, it was, it was getting into jazz and I, I'd go and see a lot of like kind of like big jazz guys and they do all these especially modern jazz and even modern music in general there seems to be a snobbery against a good melody you know it's mm. like like I can definitely say that about jazz it's like uh, there's no hooks anymore it's just noise or with jazz especially it's this big through composed like melody line now I love some of that that music yeah, yeah. Uh, but then they would always throw in a cover like Robert Glasper do it and then he'd throw in um, uh, Smells Like Teen Spirit I think like right. Havana and then when I saw um, Ravi Train, uh, he did it and he threw in Golden Lady with Stevie Wonder right. and the biggest reaction was from the covers uh-huh. now not that their music isn't incredible and I love it but there was this connection because there was this big melody that people knew yeah and then they took it in this this different place, uh-huh. you know. I, I, I write things down all the time, notes all the time. I was like that, like a, a song without a strong melody is, is, is merely a solo, you know. And so it's like, yes. so again, it, it was it was drummed into me by myself that if it doesn't have a strong melody, mm-hmm. then what does, what does the rest of it matter, you know. That so, obviously just comes from that time with any doom will do where you were like the melody yeah, exactly. i need to know what that is that's that's a starting that's a good point. point absolutely so then you can have all these clever arrangers and stuff who can can do all that stuff but without the melody there's no source you know so yeah. um again i have this you know jacob collier um incredible musician okay. who can play every instrument amazingly uh-huh. yeah and he'll multi-track his voice like 150 times in this beautiful big incredible harmonies like okay. decadent harmony and stuff but uh, my argument is always like, but he's not written one song that I can sing. You know, it's like mm. you know, he doesn't really do that. You know, like now maybe I'm missing the point of what what his thing is. But I'm like, 
like then John Lennon who who didn't know what a, like if he wrote some chords down he, he couldn't tell you what it is no. you know yeah he was so progressive and so creative again with your limitations mm-hmm. you know it's like kind of he created some of the most progressive like music yeah like, to, to, to this day time, you know uh-huh. so again generalizing like very uh, specifically to these two people I, I'm not like criticizing either but no like, no no of course um, not but I do believe that without this a strong melody starting point yeah. then you know like now wh- where's it going you know so a connection with the audience again you know it's like absolutely uh, to, 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 yeah if someone can sing your music back to you then yes. it's like uh, yeah well there's nothing more incredible again when you're in the audience and they're, they're singing it back to you or whatever you know like now can I or, or something similar or just Absolutely. again to get a message through somebody saying do you know what I think your music's cool or mm. I like it that's it's a connection you know uh-huh. as soon as you have a connection then nothing else matters as far as and I'm like concerned. recording that album that must have been quite a such a poignant moment for you to be like yeah. this is my music sure. and I've got all these people in the room mm-hmm. this is coming to life like when you see it being built yeah. from the ground up like it's this song and it's this melody and mm-hmm. yeah I can play it on keys but then you start layering everything up yeah. must have just been like the best thing ever it's wild because like Cowboys and Africans it kind of started off it was I thought I was writing a new Federation album uh-huh. but then what was coming out was it was slower songs mm-hmm. and, and I was like well I don't need horns for this one and then I was like well I could justify it then I quickly realised I was like this isn't a Federation album and, and the lyrics came mm-hmm. uh, very quickly as well the lyrics and melody were the very first thing obviously and then I arranged it from that so so then it became this like autobiography almost you know like now kind of my, my, my thoughts and my, my life story you mm-hmm. know like with, with the album so then I just started getting all of my closest friends in to be part of it and, and because of through music most of my friends are musicians you know yes. like kind of um, and do you know what like some some new people in my life like new friends I met in the last couple of years they came in and then there was like a percussionist Eric who I, I played with one of my first bands 20 years ago Gosh. and I've not seen him a lot and I called him up and says come and play this and it was just again so it was just bringing everyone I loved into this That's one room amazing. and there was a few people I never got on the record but I just there was you know there's too much on it already but <laughs> That just means like the next one. Can I squeeze in? Well, it's that, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. It's a, a journey then, and it? it's yeah. like what you've done in that process. Yeah. You will then just be thinking, yeah. well, what's what's coming next? What's, next? what's the next so. chapter in the story? Yeah. And you've been able to play part of that live. Then I saw you did a gig in yeah. January. Yeah, well, that was that was the launch gig, and uh, I was booked to go to uh, Germany um, uh, for the jazz festival oh, right. uh, to showcase to a lot of agents over there and then it got pulled you know so I really thought well we could open up Europe here yeah so hopefully that will still happen the federation actually we've we've won two awards uh, the, right. the Herald Cultural Awards amazing uh, uh, one was for best live performance and one was for best live band uh, two years in a row and the first year I mean it, it was crazy because we were up against Scottish Ballet and even when, like, we were going for a night out, basically, right? Uh-huh. Like, like, how can we go up again? And Scott Shopper as well. I was like, <laughs> how, how, like, these are inst- high art institutions, and I love them, you know, mm. like, they can absolutely, you know. So we were just there for the, the terrible meal, you know, like, and, uh, so we're sitting there, and then it was Janice Forsyth who was presenting that one, and uh, and even when she said it, I think she said it with a question mark, Federation of Disco Pimp. Oh my God, you know, it's like, and, uh, so, it's like, so crazy good. things have happened, you know, like, the, the can beat out of, like, Scottish Opera and Scottish Ballet. Imagine if you had just went, oh, don't bother going because we're we'll uh-huh. no win it. Imagine. You need to be in it to yeah, win you, it. You, you know? do. So, you absolutely um, do. So to, to, to think that a seven-piece instrumental funk band from Glasgow did what we've done to yeah. this point, like being the house band in the Commonwealth Games uh, show a few years ago as well. Really? Yeah, yeah, we got the 
we were uh, when the Commonwealth Games were in Glasgow there yeah. was tonight at the games it was a highlight show every night so we were the house cool. band so we were on live BBC One live TV for that was a nights. good year that 2014 year. like yeah. we had so many gigs yeah. as a dance troupe that like I think we had like 12 gigs in one week yeah. like and we couldn't get, we could never go yeah. home because the trains were like bananas yeah. it was like a good time yeah. for the arts for sure it, it was and you know what it felt like I love the Edinburgh Festival yeah. and we don't have anything like that in Glasgow but it felt like that period when the games were on it was like a festival okay. and everyone was pulling together ah. and, uh, and it was it, it was amazing and to get that gig was was wild and that yeah. was the same year we, we went to New York to do Inamorata right. so I mean that was just a mind blown in time you know like mm. um, so so to, to do that to, to win awards ah. against Scottish Ballet Scottish Opera I was like well, why not why not you know I mean it always comes yeah. back to why not you know so I, I try and remain I think being self-employed especially in the arts you, I mean you have to be self-motivated and you have to be positive or else because no, the phone's never going to ring you know yeah, and I've never waited for it to ring but like it's definitely now mm-hmm. you might get that one call but that opportunity might not be the right one anyway you know so True. you have to just create opportunities for yourself yeah I think it, you're, you're right because like even like in the last couple of weeks like I am a super positive person anyway yeah. like you certainly are default, you know? <laughs> default mode you know but I like I think that's you're right in what you're saying like being self-employed you just have to err on the side of it'll work out because yeah. usually it does in some way yeah. shape or form mm-hmm. Um and as long as you're not too like determined on one's path yeah because then you will be disappointed sure type thing you know and yeah. um, but i think it's, it's good to be goal oriented as well like i'd yeah. like to achieve this because yes. you obviously did you decided yeah. that this was going to happen and you were going to write that album you were going to yeah. produce it and, and you made yeah. it happen yeah but then just being open to whatever the universe puts in front of you you can't control it so you, you know you can only have a plan and uh-huh. have an idea of what you want to do and again it was another good friend and he says, Mark, I remember like two, two or three years ago, you were, we were just chatting one day and he says, I'm going to write this album called Cowboys and Africans. No money, no band to do it. Don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'll, I'll do it. You know? do it. And I can't even remember <laughs> saying that to him. <laughs> but, uh, but he was like, but you did it. You know, I was like, wow, you know, I, I suppose I did, you know. So it's just, just I, I think if you believe in something that much, you know, like now you feel compelled to do it, mm-hmm. you know, so... And, uh, and, and again speak to other people about it it's like if you don't believe in this 100% and you don't put your neck in the line then how can you expect anyone else yeah. to do that as well you well know, if so. you really believe in it then that energy yeah. other people feed off of that like even the other day there I'd messaged everybody that's been on the podcast so far about this thing called the Bra Brave Club I'm just all about like connecting people sure. and supporting like people yeah. that are doing things that they want to do and yeah. And like I've had such an amazing response. Like everybody's come back and be like, "That's such a cool idea. Oh, that'd be great. I'd love to chat to so and so or whatever." And I'm like, "Yeah." And I sat on that for weeks. Like, mm. they be like, "Right, Lisa, we were on your podcast once. Like, we don't need to move in with you." <laughs> but you know, it's just that need to create. I think absolutely because by the very definition, they've been that self motivated and positive. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to say no. You know, no. like now can I? I do say yes to everything. Really, <laughs> yeah. Everything I can. That's you why know? you're here. Yes, no, totally, <laughs> but why not? You know, like, you know, you say yes to everything because not everything that happens anyway, you know, no, so it's like... That's and, true, and, actually. And, and, um, just say yes, Aye. you know, and then and see, and see what happens and hopefully mm. will. You know, like... You know, this thing, if you say yes to all these things, mm-hmm. then it gives you the opportunity for new experiences. Like, yeah. if you're not just in one lane, yes. then like, I'm just writing this album. And obviously there'll be times mm-hmm. where you have to dedicate X amount of time yes. to a project mm-hmm. and you don't have the space, but... Mm-hmm you continued to play with other people and you yeah. know and playing on their music Absolutely. and then that 
obviously it's just constantly feeding back into who you are as a creative absolutely well that's what I agreed with myself on my 29th birthday uh-huh. was I'm going to stop this kind of cover stuff for the most part well I'm not going to stop it but I'm going to focus on yes. writing music yes. or being part of the other people's original music okay. so again I really say no if it ever mm-hmm. to people who want me to play in their music um, it'd only be a logistic that I couldn't do that you uh-huh. know uh, and if I see they believe in it then I'm, I'm, I'm in you uh-huh. know so uh, and I've done that and, and that's opened up a lot of other doors as well you know again by just saying yes as you said mm. it can open other doors you meet people that you probably wouldn't see and stuff so uh, but if you see that they're writing it doesn't matter what level it is it doesn't have to be over arranged it, it can be as simple as you want or mm. it can be in any style you want if, if they want me to be part of it then I'm up for it because they're creating something and I want to be part of any kind of creativity you know so, yeah because it's um, how you've been playing for Cameron yeah for Cammy yeah Cammy. totally he's great he's he's an arsehole like energy yes uh, and again he's he wants to do it you know so I'm like I'm in you know yeah. like, and he's always like I don't know why you're here and all that you know like uh, <laughs> he's great he's honest yeah he's like, he, 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 like he, he was bigging you up big time like no he was it was really yeah. nice because I mentioned I listened to the podcast <laughs> yeah. and I was like oh I love you too Cameron so like you know, but I do like uh, and he, that's what I'm saying he's another talented person yes. do you know what I mean like with the, the acting as well uh, like yeah. I had no idea about that and I was like mm. geez oh like just saying yeah. yes to things that you fancy yeah. doing yeah and um, mm. and like craft like working on your your mm. craft as well like yeah. not going well I know everything now yeah but that's no you ridiculous. don't no, totally. no so, you don't uh, no especially with, with, with Cammy when he's like, oh I know you don't like this I'm like Cammy I do like it you know what I'm like, you don't like it and that's what I'm saying it, it, it's just like as you said oh, I don't know if I should do this podcast because like yeah. uh, this, this Zoom thing because people might want to it, it's your hang up on it it's Cammy's hang up on it Cammy you're listening I wouldn't be doing your music if I didn't want to do it okay so it's the same anyway. it's <laughs> so just, just like, stop saying that okay yeah, move on it's, 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 it's your own hang up with your yes, own thing so isn't true. it so it's just like I love I love being part of something creative mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what style of music is it, and I don't care it doesn't have to be music if it's some kind of collaboration I'm in so yeah um, that's it yeah. you put people in a pedestal and that's yeah. what a lot of people will do with yourself because yeah. you are so established and you've yeah. worked in so many genres of music sure. and you've you know recorded yeah. albums and been yeah. all over the world and toured and gigged with different yeah. people and mm-hmm. big names so yeah people will go oh but Marco's like another level yeah, and you, yeah. yeah. but mm-hmm. that's not to say you don't get the same joy out of like jamming with somebody of course and, and that's that goes back to my point I'm no better than anyone else and nobody's more better than me and I have I've reached out to like an Inamorata because we're mm. in New York it was easier but we got some guests on the album you know like kind of the main singer on Inamorata Aaron mm. he, he'd sung on a Roots album uh, the trumpet player he was in the uh, Roots as well like and our singer Sasha she's in a band with Nora Jones you know oh it's like kinda, God, right. so again reaching out to people I mean obviously Joe helped like get that sorted uh-huh. but again it's like oh don't ask them like they're on our <laughs> level I'm like no, well they're not they, they uh-huh. want to they want to play music and write and, and yeah. do that as well I still do it I've reached out to different people I've uh, got music to some people that technically are above me and all that in that respect career wise but I'm mm-hmm. just like it doesn't matter you know it's like I can only ask them and they can only say no yeah. you're up against every other recorded piece of music in history that's who you want to be in that Need company, you, know? So, you know what I mean so it's like so just, just shoot for how uh-huh. high you can imagine you know and that's like all the experience as well like going around the world yeah. and, and meeting new people in new places like just as a person your your art aside yeah. that just makes you I would hope a better person because yeah. you have a better understanding of the world yeah. and everybody in it and the great thing about music is it's a conversation piece for people from different walks of life yeah. in different countries and mm-hmm. places you have not little to nothing to know about I mean I've done it a lot uh, even 
in music like I went to France like years uh, ago and I, I found this little jazz jam session and um, I couldn't speak French I know a couple of bad words but that's it you know so <laughs> but I'd be, I'd be like show the symbol me playing the piano I was like can I come up and jam I knew it was a jam session I was like I'll play the piano you know like uh, uh, and they'll yeah, come up mm-hmm. and then because they know you play piano you, it's a jazz thing they'll, they'll call a jazz song that has a piano a Herbie Hancock song the language barrier is gone because yeah. the piano and music but again even outside of music uh, everyone listens to music pretty much you know our, our music in everyone's life all the time yes. you know? so you, you can mention something or you can pick up on somebody you've never met before like tastes and music mm-hmm. or something and then you have a, already some kind of connection or synergy uh, and then that's going to start a connection you know so I, I love I love travel so much mm. I've been lucky to see a lot of the world through music as well and things uh, but always the fascinating is, is trying to go and find new experiences yeah. I don't want to go to McDonald's or Starbucks no and these, these places want I want to go with yeah. the locals uh, yeah and I, I'm not like an adventurous eater anyone that knows me I'll tell you that but <laughs> I'll try it you know yeah, like, yeah. Uh, uh, I'll try anything uh, like I love coffee uh, yes. it's just so it, it's great when you go somewhere like go to TripAdvisor or something and, and find like, house. Look, look for a wee yard <laughs> and go play somewhere and it could be a half hour walk but then you can get to see a bit of the, ah, this new city this new this place uh, because I saw you were touring with Susan Boyle yeah 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 totally yeah, was, yeah. I think that's when I messaged you because well, I was like oh I know Chris oh yeah and you Chris were like oh he's like literally yeah, that's right. in front of me right, right now yeah totally so uh yeah, so uh, I, I indeed for Susan for that tour there. Amazing. So that, that was an hour great experience, and we got to go up and down the UK. She's doing so well. She's doing amazing. Yeah, she is. She's um, she's that was the first time she'd done a, a live tour, maybe in about five or six Gosh. years. So she she's done like uh, individual gigs. You yes. Know, like, uh-huh. and she's done for the pole last year. And Hi. For, uh, <laughs> some other people like that, you know, like you know, like Goodness. no pressure gigs. But they were all like kind of one to two songs. Mm. So. We got to take it on tour, and the great thing was I got to take a lot of my band yes. with me as well, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, two weeks before it, we were doing the Cowboys and Africans album launch, and, and You're like, no, and, Africans. and then I turn around, it's the same guys playing a dream, the dream. You know what I mean? It was like, and I, I love it. It, it was brilliant. It was, it yeah. was a, a mind melt. Uh, so we had the same little like unit. Love it. it was just, it was just amazing. And, and Susan is the most loveliest woman you'll ever meet in your life. And the joke was always she had uh, we we all had bigger egos than her. You know she's just so down to earth and lovely, and uh, it was it was just great fun as well. Brilliant. And uh, and do you know what to to do any type of music like with your friends is mm. that's that's a that's the luxury that's the yeah. you know like they kind of everyone works hard. Nobody does good things by now by luck you know no. one or two wee bits of luck along the way for sure but it's hard work it gets anyone anywhere but you are lucky if sometimes you can do it with your friends as well so Absolutely. especially if you're trying to make money in music it's yeah. like you play with a lot of people that you might not always get on with and stuff like that but that's fine you're all professional we're all hmm. in it for the get same the job goal. done but you always find some kind of connection with people Aye. as well but uh, that's just definitely the reality of doing session work but like that kind of gig that right, it's level worth it gig, then isn't you know, it when like, you get to play with your pals I, 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 I mean, I'm grateful and honoured to do the Susan Boyle gig if none of my friends were on it but to have so many close friends mm. in my band especially yeah. to, to, to do that was just was just brilliant and, and do you know what like even specifically for Susan she just loves singing do mm. you know, like, so that's infectious you know ah. and, and she's so kind and generous as well with her time and stuff and it's like so it, it was just fun to like 
Now, and she, she, it turns out she loves jazz as well, right, so okay. we just jammed a couple of wee, like jazz things. It was just me, her, and Chris. Uh, so again, it's just nice. like it's just just to be around people that positive and, mm. and, and focus and, and no egos and stuff like that. It's is you can't ask for anything more. Yeah, and then to be lucky enough to get paid for that as well. It's like, like thanks. Yeah, <laughs> I had a lovely time. I know totally. You know, so, well? Yeah, no, totally. So um, yeah, it's I've been lucky to get. Some of those things yeah. as well, you know. So uh, and and having a family, yes, <laughs> and doing and doing what you love to do. Yeah. How is that juggle? Uh, it was. I, I thought I worked hard uh, until I had Naya, uh, but then I realised like that's what that's, that's why I've never worked so hard yeah. in my life. Because then you're actually responsible for somebody. Colette, she had to go back to work after mm-hmm. a few months after uh, we had Naya. Uh, so I was left holding the ba- baby, listening during the days, you know, <laughs> uh, she was out uh, doing that, and then I'd be out gigging at night and stuff, uh-huh. so I never had the chance to sit and play and write music mm-hmm. uh, at that point, so I started writing lyrics, that's why Cowboys ah, Ethan's all songs, you know, yes. so I had to kind of like write songs and hear melodies um, before I could arrange it, you uh-huh. know, so... So sit me Maya, you know, like they play me Maya, like it, it just it just changed my focus in, in, in every way, you know. So play me out, leave for work at half six in the morning, you know, like can I? She come in, we'd have dinner together. I'd go out to work at night. Mm-hmm. I get at three four in the morning, like now, if it wasn't gigging, if it wasn't a rehearsal, I, then I was putting down demos for Cowboys and Africans. So I, I get home at three four in the morning, yeah. like and this 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 went on for like two years, you know. Yeah. So. So Maya doesn't care that I've had two hours sleep, you know, she's she's oh. ready to go at seven in the morning <laughs> yeah. if I'm lucky, you know, so, <laughs> uh, so, but then I really appreciated your time. Again, limitations, mm-hmm. like, I didn't have it all the time in the world to write anything, I only had, like, I had to make time to do this, Yes. so that's, that's why I had to be more creative and say, right, I'm going to write lyrics just now, because it's I don't have to be at the piano to do this, you know, yeah. and it just so happened the world was... Was what I thought was going crazy, but now it's going crazy. Well, but <laughs> like you know, like now watching like now Brexit and Trump and like the way people were react. It, it wasn't that now everyone got a right to do whatever they want, you know. But I, I just I just started seeing this real shift in people's this blame culture and like now their their campaigns were so like focused on anti other people rather than this is what we believe in. It's like mm-hmm. no, no, these people just put somebody yeah, else down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, you know, and I'm, I'm so. And probably really, becoming a dad as well that, yeah, that you're focused like yeah. you're thinking I brought this wee person into yeah. this world what yeah. is this world again it's a cliche but it's really true like I always thought up to before Maya uh, I just want to take care of me and my family you know like now and, and my friends and, and that's all I can do but when I'm gone you know like now the world has to be there for her yeah for her, it's a legacy you know, like isn't now, it yeah so we, I can't just make sure that I'm okay I need to make sure that everything's okay you know and yeah and do what I can to make that possible mm. and you have to collaborate and, and have to help people and I've got a platform you know like to, to do that now on of music course, and yeah, I, yeah. I, I've definitely closed doors by being kind of outspoken with my lyrics and being a bit political in, in, in some ways and like not beating around the bush just saying it how it is how I see it you know mm. but at the same time I could have had the easier gig just being like musical directors for people and and just being a session guy and keep my mouth closed but like now I've got a daughter and I believe yeah. and, and uh, make sure that everyone's okay and all I can do is, is do my bit but I, I was I was super lucky to have a mum and dad who like just believed in me loved me and and, and showed me that you now the way the world work isn't how it's got up to be in, in some ways and some mm. ways it's beautiful some ways it's not just to, to question things and stuff so so I have that responsibility now, especially with Maya, but like with my music, I, I, like now, what what is what is a use your common sense? What, what's your com- your common sense isn't my common sense? Mm. So we all come from like being influenced in different ways. So 
what I'm saying in my songs could let's say oh I never really thought about it like that you know I don't agree with them but I never thought about that yeah or actually challenges you in some way that's important too exactly so that that's what I was thinking then by I can maybe question things I'm not saying I'm right or wrong I'm just this is how I take Mm -hmm. this is my taking it and I can question it so so hopefully as a listener you could say well do you know what I didn't really think that's right or wow I've never thought about it like Mm -hmm. that way and and also with Maya especially with Maya again when I'm older or if I'm gone and she's there and she can pick up my music and my records and say do you know what he, he didn't reach the levels of this musician or that person but he tried you know ah, like kind of and I hope for that that's so some, important that's some kind of inspiration or some kind of like role model for her yeah because now I just don't want to let her down as well you no. know I want to be like because that's the thing like my parents are nobody's higher on a pedestal than my mum and dad right you know like absolutely so actually it's the, the biggest pressure on is to be a good dad you know a good parent yeah. because they did everything they could for me and, uh-huh. I, and I'm going to do that for uh, for Clint and I will do that for our daughter you know so and uh, is she showing interest in music does she like music she she loves music she okay, reacts great. to music she loves dancing more than music Fabulous. absolutely so, great. Uh, so the <laughs> other day we are coming home from school uh, she just started primary one <gasps> did she and, yeah, so, oh how's she getting on yeah she's settling in it was Good. great the first day she was just total wow uh, like now people all the family came around walked onto school yes. and she got a present for doing her first day <laughs> and then the second day she woke up crying and I was like, oh, going, I need to do this I need to again. again. I'm like, for the rest of your life, honey. You know? <laughs> it's like, yeah, so, this is you on uh, the train. Yeah, but no, she's, she's very sociable. She's very uh-huh. loving. So she's, she's totally set. She's a spring in her step around school now, so Great. that's all I can ask for. Good. But we're walking home from school the other day and it was raining we had the umbrella and she was jumping off the pavement and spinning the umbrella I was like Maya we have not watched Singing in the Singing Rain, in the you know? rain. So, I saw that so uh, I was like we just put on the clip we got I just let her have the umbrella from the house and she was spinning about <laughs> dancing and it was, it was she just reacted to it she was right. like she'd never seen it before but every time Jean Kelly did a move she did a move you know Brilliant. and it was, it was it was again and I was seeing this to Clay as well I recorded I, record, I only put up a repost uh, yeah. but I recorded the whole thing and we were watching it that night when we were going mm-hmm. to bed, and um, Maya and I, and I said this to Clay, what I saw in Maya when she watched it was, wow, I can do this. Uh-huh. And this is really when I got the CD for the first time. I was like, I can do this. So even at four and a half, she's yep. she's connecting to this, you mm-hmm. know, so this could be her yep. piano, like story, you know, yes. she's older. Uh-huh, exactly. So like, I saw it in her, she was excited that she could mm-hmm. do the same thing she's watching or yeah. hearing. So that made me really excited to think mm-hmm. that she doesn't have to be a musician or a dancer or a professional when she's older, but I want art to be so important in her yeah. life because mm-hmm. it, it just, for me, music and art is the last form of magic in the world. You know, Absolutely. it's like, it's without without it, then there's, there's yeah. nothing. You know, it's like, kinda, it does things to us that we can't like quantify or, or mm-hmm. you know, it's like it makes the hairs of the bag of your head stand up, yeah. things like that. So and that's it, what everyone's learned through it. This time of yeah. Corona, like when we can't go to gigs and we can't hear live music and we can't go and sit in a theatre and yeah. be totally immersed in yeah. this other world and taking yeah. on a journey yeah. and um, instilling that in young people I bash on about this all the time but I'm very lucky to work in education a lot sure. and I see how much the arts in general creating something just making something yeah. playing yeah. essentially playing yeah. what barriers that can break down mm-hmm. and the confidence boost and like you say whether somebody takes it into their, their mm-hmm. career or not yeah just to give them that wee moment of, I can do this. Like, I've seen it a million times in schools where mm. 
I've, I've said to a, a group of boys or whatever, right, we're going to make a dance. Oh, dance! I'm like, it's just moving. Yeah. It's just moving. That's what it is. All right, okay. Like, what what, what sport do you like? Football, right? Well, show me a... I, don't, I can't play football. <laughs> show me a move. They show me a move. I'm like, right, give me another one. Right, okay. What if we did that move and then that move after it? Right, uh-huh. And then that one, right, great. Well, that's a dance. You've yeah. now... You've literally choreographed a piece of movement. Yeah. And you can see them yeah. like, all right. Yeah. But it's that idea of, oh, no, I, like way to start and yes. like you were saying about the, those parameters mm-hmm. you as an adult yeah. creating and have been creating for years mm-hmm. you still know that sometimes it's difficult when you're presented with all the options yeah. it's but you just need to start yeah absolutely just because before as you said before you know it you're, you're doing it you know? so ah, just put yeah. one foot in front of the other yeah. put your hands in the keys like, I was speaking to another music, musician the other day there um, Nico Ev I think her tutor at uni or something had said just put your fingers on the keys and waggle them about and she was like I find myself saying that because yeah. the minute you put your fingers in the keys something will happen sure absolutely and you just then play about and you just yeah. never know yeah I, I, I don't teach piano mm-hmm. like now um, but I always said like the way Mrs Lee's got me into piano is she sat me down in front of the piano and again as I said years before all these black and white keys where do you start Aye. and she said to me what do you want to play and I was like the pink panther you know like so Gin. yeah totally so <laughs> I always said if I ever did anything like that like I'd ask them what they want to do because mm. people are so excited to do something and it's never the way they think it's going to be yeah. so get them in hook them in as, as quickly as they can mm. get them playing that little thing that that makes them excited mm. and it's in their head rather than well before we can play the Pink Panther you're going to have to know about your theory know oh, your skills yeah. you know, it's, how, you know I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I want to quit like now even thinking like that you know so get, yeah. get them doing what they want to and do and some people love that the theory and getting into yeah. the nitty gritty yeah. but I think you're right like yeah. you have to be motivated and yeah. what are you motivated by reverse, reverse engineer it it's like kinda, so you play it and then you say well do you, do you, let's understand how that works you know like kinda, and then that becomes even more exciting mm. it's the same with music it's like if, if I described everybody played in an album I, I could probably do a good job at it but until you hear it then mm. now that's 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 the focus point and then and then by the way this beautiful album that you love there's a beautiful story that goes with it and then you get more out of the album you get more so, out of the song that yeah. song has to stand up first if it's a pink pan for right. if it's an album then it has to, to make stand you up look first. further yeah. into yeah spot on spot on so what's what's next for you I know it's really difficult this time yeah. I feel bad asking folk no, that question because I'm like what? I don't have a clue what's yeah. next why are you asking yeah. I'm like please tell me what's next yeah, yeah. well the single's coming out uh, the new yes. single uh, Everyday Superman that's out on the 1st of October I did a Kickstarter project uh, uh, to get the album uh, funded mm-hmm. part funded great um, I just it's one of the options you have to give like like incentives for people to, right. to book it. Yeah. So I flippantly wrote I'll do an acoustic album as well, right? Yes. So so I was like that what in my head at first I never really thought about it, I was like, I'll just strip down the songs and stuff like that, but I don't do things like that. So <laughs> after I did the album the, the acoustic album actually took more work than the actual did real it? album. So I rearranged uh, the whole like, like yeah. I picked some, some of the four of the songs from the album, I rearranged them so that so that people are getting something for their money rather yeah. than just well, I was, I was listening thinking, this morning so I actually hadn't heard that and oh, I was right, like okay. why have I missed yeah, this so uh, just before lockdown I got the guys into the studio t- to fix it in fact Ross my drummer he lives in London he was the original Federation drummer but I'll, again bring back my, my close friends for this album mm. I wanted him to drum in this album got you so and then I brought him up for the album lunch so nice while song. he was up for a few days I was like let's just do, let's play drums like now on a track you know so we had Everyday Superman um, so we just got him to drum on that and then I got the singers back in. Uh, I wrote another verse for it, so it explained it out. So, other oh, they're, they're beautiful, Chris uh, and, Ima- yeah, and, yeah. and Madeline. 
so I got them out of the studio. So luckily I tracked it all before lockdown started. And then Good during job. lockdown, uh, Ross and I, well, Ross mixed it and I produced it and stuff. Mm. Uh, and we got it finished. So it was something to work on during lockdown, something original creative. Mm. Uh, and it's totally different from the, the acoustic version. So again, I wanted the acoustic album to be different uh-huh. from the, the main album. But then I wanted this to be different from the acoustic album. Uh-huh. So I've been working on that and I'm trying to promote that just now um, and, and get... I posted um, something earlier on actually. Oh, did you? <laughs> thank you very much so that that's the big push is, is for that at the end of the mm. month but I've actually uh, well, I was saying to Ross this morning is I think I've nearly wrote a new Federation album uh, which is just kind of came out of the blue as well so uh, in the Marata album it was it was again it was about uh, forbidden love and, mm. and loving yourself but there's a, there's a big part of it is about Scottish independence as well so then I realised the, the Federation audience maybe not that interested in, in that side, the, the kind of the story about Scottish independence and stuff like that. So that okay. that's where kind of Cowboys and Africans kind of stemmed off to be. Mm. Do you know what? That can be my voice for my Fine. thoughts. Yeah, yeah. And Federation kind of kind of go back to high energy funk music, you know. So, um, so so then that gave me two platforms, and I, I spoke to the guys first about it to to let them know that mm. I was going to do this. But I said, don't worry, you know, like now the Federation's still there and there's still more in it. So everyone's like, where's the Federation? Federation? <laughs> Not just the, in fact, it's more other people outside the band. Mm. But it's, you, you can't pick and choose when you write music. It just it just kind of yeah. comes to that. That's what's for me. So I wrote a new Federation track two years ago and we, we played it live one of our last gigs that we did live. Then the Cowboys and Africans kind of took over. So Federation was in hiatus in that respect. But then during lockdown, but because the Cowboys and Africans hasn't had a chance to live and breathe mm-hmm. yet, you know, right. like, and, like I'm not, I've written a few more things for Cowboys and Af- eh, for the Kefala project, and that's still to be totally developed. So that that's kind of there, but at the same time, I'm still excited about this album. It's not been played, it's only had one live gig, you know, so I really want to take that out and, and play that live. It's not had a chance to do that yet, you know, mm-hmm. so this was, again, always my intention with the stem it to two different things. I was like, the Federation has done some amazing things. Once it once or twice a year we get these amazing gigs supporting now Rogers or, or, or you know like now George Clinton things like that wow. uh, do these cool things but it was never enough to be full time so yeah. I jokingly said well we create Kafala which if I can do if I can create two or three different projects then maybe that will <laughs> that would be lovely. so then I can maybe make it full time doing my own thing yeah, full yeah. time so that was the kind of idea so. So maybe it's now that Maya's at school, actually, I can go back to the piano properly nice and, and, and sit. So so I'm excited to be doing that. That's so um, I'm, I'm definitely, um, I've definitely got enough, or just about enough tracks for a new Federation album. So uh, creatively, uh-huh. I'll definitely be focusing on like mm. like getting that together. Uh-huh. I'm like massively just inspired by having this conversation with you. Like Good. I can <laughs> feel like your passion, yeah, sure. you know, and obviously I've been witness just online to... Yeah to what you do and mm-hmm. that's just the vibe you you give off it's just that positivity <laughs> yeah. and just prioritising cre- being creative yeah absolutely yeah. because again when you're left when it's all said and done what you're left with you know you've only left with experiences and moments mm-hmm. you know it's like kinda, it doesn't matter what the house you're in or or the car you drive and stuff like that it's great you know I, I love I love comforts of course I do yeah, everyone does yeah, you know of but course. now that they're luxuries you know, as far as I'm concerned mm-hmm. it's having moments with Maya and Kalea and my families. Uh, and my friends and, and, and us oh, right now yeah, yeah. been here right now this is you know well I'm so glad like you actually said let's do this in person rather yeah, than absolutely. do it remotely and yeah. I, I'm I'm really chuffed yeah. that we have because nothing beats the live experience like yes. we're seeing the music as well like yeah. it's been lovely to have all the conversations yeah. on lockdown 
virtually and I'm really blessed to have the means to do that you Absolutely, know yeah. um, and, and everybody was in their houses so yeah. it was a chance to have all these great conversations but I'm actually gutted that I've not met a lot of these people in real life sure no but that's the thing it's a connection and just sharing a moment sharing that yeah. because as you said earlier on about you, know, you come up with a dance move or you come up with a little song and you say oh, wow and then it becomes an album and then you go to New York but it doesn't always have to be as glamorous as that, it, mm. it can be. If I never wrote those songs, then I wouldn't be sitting here right now with you. You know, so right. this this experience yeah. was sponsored by writing a song. You know, and it's like you know, great, and, 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 good, and for those things, good for me. Good for me. It works out for like, me. You know, so, and then I get to uh, talk and and, and, and learn something. It enriches your life, doesn't it? Yeah, just... Of course, it does. There's all these offshoots from being creative. You know, yeah. there's nothing better. You know, it's I've like, met some of the most amazing friends that I have in my life, and people that have been able and like. The people that I worked with that then I brought onto the podcast initially before like I started asking people yeah. that I didn't know, you know, that was all born out of just being in a room with somebody and going, right, what we're meeting. Yeah. Exactly. To make a thing. Right, oh, let's yeah. do it together. Mm-hmm. Um, and the things that you learn about people, and that, that's the joy of this podcast because you do get that time to sit down because when you yeah. are in a creative project, it is all about the, the thing sure. that you're making yeah. and quite often you don't know the backstory, yeah. you don't know all these amazing things that you've just told me about. Yeah. Every, you know what I mean? Like, sure. you are only seen certain highlights on Instagram or whatever of somebody's life Mm -hmm. but I I, I think that Mm -hmm. nothing beats sitting down with somebody and having a conversation it's absolutely right it's long form you know it's like like the world of instant gratification of 15 seconds 7 second stories Instagram Snapchat all all those Mm. mediums it's like it's fun and it's it's actually a good way to just kind of keep up to date and, and stuff Definitely. like that and see and, and do you know what get 15 seconds of energy for Lisa you know like, it's, it makes you smile when you see you know like Cammy making a fool self like yes. cooking and stuff like that you know I it's love funny you know, it's, do you know what I mean it's like kind of seeing your friends just like like jamming and they're making a seat and they laugh and it cuts off it's like it's great but how are you ever going to know it's like it's like the vinyl record like analogy yes it's like now you so want pulling to pulling out the sleeve yeah. or the lyrics on it and exactly. the artwork yeah, and you want to hold right. it you know and, yeah. and read it and smell it and, and you do and taste it you know Aye. it's like so so again now you stand up on your own by your energy that you project on instagram or, or whatever the medium it is but then by sitting down with you and speak to you there's so much more to you than 15 seconds there's so much more to me than 15 seconds so exactly. so hopefully it's interesting enough to, to make a podcast out of or just hang out and, and just have a chat well that's you know? the thing for me like i love that i'm able to share this with other people and yeah. you know people are listening all over the world and i've had amazing messages from folk going I found your podcast yeah. but if nobody else was to listen to this I've had a lovely time talking to you That's and it, I've gotten something it? from it so yeah. uh, including cakes we've no eight yet <laughs> but uh, anything else is a bonus yes absolutely yeah mm-hmm. no I'm excited to see what you got up to next mister you're always me too <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know what could, I'm doing but like, like crystal ball what, know, what are we going to be know. doing next week I know it's just <laughs> You know, I, I, sometimes you don't even know where these, these thoughts come from, you know, like, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that, and then you do it, and you go, I, I had no right to do that, you know, like, can I, you know, but what else is there to do, you know, it's it. like, you have to stay that way, you know, it's like breathing, as I said right. earlier on, it's like, you have to keep creating it, it's keeping, it's even keeping the practice up, the standard up of, of uh, knowing how to create, you know, yeah. so... I, again, I'll go back to like when I was just starting off piano. My my great uncle, uh, he was a professor of music. He lived right. in Ireland. I never met him. Uh, he was in his eighties, and he came over. He wrote and arranged and, and conducted for orchestras wow. and things. So very learned, very mm. learned, lovely man. But he he would he would sit and he would talk and ask me questions about music, you know. And then we'd be out in drives and uh, we'd be taking him around and he'd be asking my dad or my cousins like what does this mean and stuff and then my dad pointed out to me like not long after he left he says even in his 80s 
he's questioning everything. He's yeah. wanting to learn. It's just because when you think you know everything, then it's done. You know, it's like you know, if you're not learning all the time, then, mm. then what kind of life is that? You know, so Absolutely. so even so again, that was like a great lesson to get. That like, is that's really important actually. You know, so and he asked me to play and stuff like that, and it, it was amazing because it. I mean, he was. Eight. I think he had a glass eye, and it was like like staggering to walk. And he played piano was his further instrument, and he right. sat down and he played like the third movement, the Moonlight Sonata, which is a really fast part. And I was just like, "How is this possible?" You know, oh, like gosh. kind of when like physically he was so uh-huh. like, like, like drained, you know, but like mentally he's he's, there. he's actually was there. So music and art can keep you young, absolutely. Yes. Like, and it'll keep you oh yeah, and I, I mean I've been privileged enough to do some dementia friendly events yeah. through the cupcakes that era of music the 40s um, and 50s yeah. and um, hosting those events and you know mm-hmm. saying to somebody you know in the crowd is anybody get a party piece sure. and you know a man will say ah, I'll sing a song yeah. and there was one particular instance where I could see his daughter was like he's not mm. going to remember yeah. the words you know he's got dementia or whatever no knew every single word well at Maya's naming day um, what, what I arranged was um, I kind of made it an open mic um, so because I had so many musician friends I was like yes why pay for this when I can get them to go out and do a turn for me right so, Aye. Right, so no, you used to like the talented pals yeah so I asked I says I don't want presents for Maya I says I want you to do a song for her you know like can I like that. if that's okay so um, I had all these amazing musicians in ah. one room Oh, it was just it was the best, uh, best thing. But my nana, who sings, you know, who sung at the kitchen as a kid, yes. she's a great singer, and she's got dementia, and her dementia is actually getting really, really bad, yeah. unfortunately, just now. So I was thanking everybody, and I says, "Listen, I want my nana to come up and sing a song." Uh, so she's like, "Oh, you know," and, and then I kind of dragged her up on the stage, <laughs> and it was a real make or break moment. She's like, "I can't remember, son," you know, and I was like, "Oh my god, I've just embarrassed her in front of the mm. full room." But she just, she's, but my hand is just a yes person as well. She's like, oh, fuck it, I'll, I'll try. So she starts singing and she forgot the first line and then it, it was like scripted, it was like a movie and then she just, she just remembered and she belted it and she stole the show. It was just the most incredible moment. That Again, that moment amazing. for her, a cappella uh, and she just, she nailed it, you know. And in the new single, Every Day Superman, I talk about her, you know. Her, my granddad, uh, they bought me my first piano, this out of tune piano for a second hand store. Again, even music's brought us closer at this point where uh, when she's come over and she'll stay over sometimes or, or just hang out. And uh, I'm like, Nana, what, what, what music do you like? And I would play, and then I put on a Nat King Cole song and, and she was just singing <laughs> along to that. I was like, I didn't know you liked Nat King Cole. Right. I love Nat King Cole. So again, we're even connecting. Yeah. She's 85 and it's just like, we're singing, I'm going to play a couple of that King Cole's the piano, she's singing yeah. along and stuff you know, as well, or just listen to it on YouTube or Spotify or whatever, you know. So That's what music does, doesn't it? Yeah. It just connects people, it really does. From the start to the end, you know, absolutely, mm-hmm. it's, it's great. And, I love it. Uh-huh. Right, we're moving on to the thingamabobs. Okay. I add to this list all the time. Okay. So you don't have to overthink it, you would maybe answer differently tomorrow, but that is the sure. joy in this moment, present moment, like we're talking about, being present, good. what your answer is. I mean, you can pause for thought. Okay. I'll edit that out, okay. so it sounds like you just yeah. came up with it off the, off the cusp. <laughs> right, so, first one, can you finish this sentence? I have always wanted to... Act. Really? Yeah. Cause you love film. Yes, I love film. There was no pause yeah. there, by the way. I did not edit a pause. Yeah. So I'll just put that. In. Okay. Yeah. No. Totally. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I think I'd love to be an actor. You know. Right. Like, you know, have you uh, done any acting? Have you just just at kind of school and stuff yeah. like that? You know. But um, I did the school plays and things. Um, mm. But in fact, funny enough, I, I badgered Cammy 
uh, there's a lot of downtime in, uh, when we do gigs and right. I was like come on Cammy you can give me a, like, give me an addition give me a one on one act if you can do class. it I can do it you know like come on Cammy you know? but no um, and I'm in the house and I'm just like I watch whatever the Sopranos or whatever and yes. like, hey you know and quite like you'll never be an actor I'm like well, I'm just, you know, so, I like it I know it. totally so I wish I could I'd just love to I need to I'll get in I'll get do in some yeah, kind make of, it happen. I will make it happen yes even if I can write a, a score for a movie, oh, like you should totally do yeah, that. Totally. Uh, yeah, to I, be fair, like listening to your music, there's yeah. so much of it that I'm like, that yeah. is like mm. a film score. That you can oh, see that yeah. in like yeah. an episode of Sopranos or sure, whatever. Yeah, that totally. sound, hundred yeah. percent. Well, actually, I got approached a few years ago to use some Federation music in an independent movie in London, and I right. said yes, obviously. Uh, but also says because I did music film at uni, like I kind of specialised oh, in, in last, okay. uh, last year. Uh, so I love it and mm. that's another ambition to, to actually bonify score a, a movie uh, and then I, I told them that and then they says right if you want to write music for this as well so I, I did but the, the movie fell apart and it never mm. happened but uh, I do that as well I've actually I've got a, a bunch of sketches um, and a couple of recordings just in the house of movie scores you know like, I, I was actually thinking about the other day I was like that, what, I should write a, a film score soundtrack mm. And then somebody can write a movie around about that rather than the other way around. Other way about. You know? so, <gasps> uh, Do that? Yeah. Hurry up. Yeah, oh. okay. <laughs> but maybe that'll get me a gig, you know, like to, to, to do an acting job as well. You yes. Know? So that, You'd be like, be, I'm only writing this. That's I'm my only contract. if. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can only have the music for your film absolutely. if I'm in it. Yeah. No, I. I would love to be an actor, absolutely. Easy question. Well, thoughts become things. <laughs> thoughts yep. become things. Why not? Like mm-hmm. you said. Yeah. Right. What's a moment in your past? that you would want to relive and you can decide how long that moment is I mean it's so cheesy but it just jumps ahead like holding Maya for the first time you know like kind of um, but outside of that like there was a show on uh, called Coast to Coast mm-hmm. uh, when I was a kid and it's one of my only regrets in life I don't even know if I would have got it but basically you had to write a letter into STV or whatever it was why you should be on coast to coast. Why should be a presenter on coast to coast? Okay. Uh, and I think I wrote the letter, but I never sent it away. And then I remember watching the show, and it was like these four kids getting taken, like driven from New York to LA. Again, I've been obsessed with America, and especially New York, since uh, as far mm. back as I remember. So if I could relive a time, I'd go back to that moment and post that letter. Yeah, post you know, letter. I might have not got it, but that's another reason why I always say yes to everything mm. because, like, it's not a bad regret. Like if that's what one of my only regrets, if my only regret yeah. to have, but it still gets to me that I never did that, you know. So yeah. I think I'd go back to that moment and just take that letter and post it, uh, and and maybe I could have got that gig as well. Build the greatest band of all time. So mm-hmm. singer, mm-hmm. guitarist, drummer, bassist. Okay. Bill Withers has to sing. Mm-hmm. Um, guitar, Jimi Hendrix. Yes, my uh, mum's favourite. Yeah, he's. I love them. Um, who else did I have to Bassist and drums. Bassist and drums. Uh, bass um, has to be... Ooh, I'm going to say Lewis Johnson. Um, okay. Incredible. Uh, oh, why are you even doing this to me? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, no, totally. Mind, it's just uh, the date. Tomorrow uh, you can put the different Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Questlove, drums for the roots. Okay. Uh, it's just... Got a great feel in pocket, so yeah, that's that's today's band for that's sure. That's today's band. Okay. And the last question that I ask everyone on the podcast is, what is your favourite Scottish word or phrase? Do you know what? I, um, 
I really think it's the C word. <laughs> it has come up once yes. before. Because it's so affectionate in Scotland, you know, True. like kind of, and I, I actually don't even say it that much, but uh-huh. I just love that it's like one of the most offensive words in America. <laughs> I know it's that like severe over there, but you'd say it to your friend, I love you, you'd have, you know, like kind of, so yeah. it's, so, it's so direct and so p- passionate and stuff like that. It's, it's now words are, are, are neither negative or positive as far as I'm concerned it's how they're used you know so it's that energy that comes with that you know for me in the Scottish context you know like that's the that's the important point is as a Scottish person telling you a daft or I love you you whatever it's because it's it's a place of pure empathy and love you know like so I I hope I've justified you totally have you you absolutely have (laughs) (laughs) well sir thank you so much for doing this thanks for having me I've had the best time oh that's so kind that stays in (laughs) Yes, totally. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I honestly, I, I, I totally appreciate you doing this, and oh, I love your music, and oh, I'm excited to see what you do next. And where thanks for sending that message to me because pleasure. Even without this, it made my day. So well, th- th- that's the thing. You've just got a CVC something like just tell them, tell somebody because like you just never know. Yeah. Like, and if it makes somebody's day or or five minutes mm-hmm. to cheers yeah. them up, then yeah. Oh, to- and I'm not being flippant or like. Like uh, whatever with it, like you made my day. You did make my day, That's you know, kind. because even a smile from a stranger can make your day, you know. So I, I, I totally encourage it, you know. So You're right. uh, I'm not being creepy if I'm smelling. You don't know me. I'm just no. happy, you know. And no, I, it's I wearing these masks that. right now. I find myself yeah, smiling at people, point. and I'm like, yeah, they can't actually yeah. see your face, Lisa. <laughs> no, you're right though. A, a smile, a, a reaching out to somebody, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, appreciating what they're doing goes yeah. a long, long way. Um, I've certainly felt it with the podcast, and the fact yeah. that you've came and done this today that you want to do this that's a massive compliment of to course. me like I'm oh, really appreciative of it so um, like for your time and your energy yeah. it, mm-hmm. it's, but it's important it's what makes the world go round I mean, connections isn't it you know it's, if, yeah. if this time now, as you said you had to reprioritise things in life you know yeah. it's been happy and spending time with people you want to spend time with you know so nothing better so thank you so much for thank that. you hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Braun the brave a podcast about people and their passions join us next time for more insight and inspiration from my wonderful guests bye for now